Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. This is Tony Hollis from Saddle Creek Logistics Services. You're listening to the new Warehouse Podcast. The safety tip for today is pedestrians should maintain a safe distance when working around forklift equipment. How do you create warehouse superheroes? The answer is simple, with visual voice scan solutions from ProSensus. With record demand and labor shortages, warehouses need more effective workers and lightning fast onboarding. Visual voice scan solutions from ProSensus enable warehouse workers to achieve superhero performance with up to 20% improved productivity and up to 99% accuracy. Hands-free barcode scanners from ProGlove paired with wearable mobile computers is just the beginning. Improved mobile interfaces with reduced keystrokes, easy-to-read screens, custom keyboards, voice-enabled interface and more can be realized with ease on the leading wms platforms sound too good to be true let us show you with our one-of-a-kind virtual demo visit prosensus.com to get started today again that's prosensus.com to get started With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking, with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems' award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates and wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Level? Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I am joined by Tony Hollis. He is the Director of Technology and Innovation at Saddle Creek Logistics. And Saddle Creek Logistics is a third-party logistics provider with a very large footprint, and they are operating in the omni-channel fulfillment, warehousing, and transportation side of things. So we're going to talk to Tony a little bit about their business and also a little bit about 
how they're getting into automation and robotics and how they are seeing those implementations help them to to grow and be more efficient for their client base. So, Tony, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing real well. Good afternoon, Kevin. Good afternoon. Happy to have you on the show and learn more about Saddle Creek and what it is you do. So why don't you give us a little bit of a, a background on Saddle Creek and, and what it is that you guys do? Saddle Creek Logistics Services is one of the largest family-owned 3PLs in the U.S. Uh, company started in 1966, so it's about 55 years in business. The services we offer include omnichannel fulfillment, warehousing, and transportation. We've got around 5,400 full-time associates. Wow. We operate around 31 million square feet of distribution space. That's around 80 facilities. In terms of our transportation services, our dedicated fleets are around 500 trucks. And then uh, we do have a brokerage arm as well. We've got uh, 10,000 carrier partners currently. Wow. So definitely a big footprint there. I know there's actually a Saddle Creek location not too far from me here in New Jersey in the Burlington area. So you guys are definitely all over the place. And with 31 million square feet, you're certainly making a impact in the industry and as we'll see certainly investing in the future as well so why don't you tell us a little bit about your role at saddle creek you're the director of technology and innovation so you are certainly involved i'm sure in the future and looking forward as to what type of technology you can bring into saddle creek to to help you guys move faster forward and and deal with some of the challenges out there so why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the specifics about your role and what that really means so i'm the director of technology and innovation for saddle creek logistics services so i work with our leadership team and support teams in terms of selecting the right technology and partners Mm -hmm. to assure optimal uh, operational performance for our operations so i I focus on the current and emerging technologies and uh, look at things such as robotics internet of things wearable technologies so it keeps us very busy currently yeah, I can imagine, especially with so much innovation and, and technology advancements happening in our space, and also with, you know, incredibly highly increased demand in our space, as well as we move more towards e-commerce. I'm curious, you know, with with innovation in the title, and you mentioned emerging technology in there as well, how do you actually go about, like, deciding, like, what's the right technology to go with? Um We put together a a multi-year technology roadmap trying to look Mm -hmm. at the maturity of of technologies that are in the supply chain market and try to identify when we think that it would be uh, worthwhile to to look at them very closely based on their maturity. And then we've also developed a very detailed governance process in terms of how we methodically evaluate the technologies and the partners, uh, a very data-centric approach, if you will, We've got a, a heavy focus of, of using Lean and Six Sigma within our business, so it was natural for us to try to leverage these tools as we start looking at innovation and new technology development. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm always curious how companies you know, actually make that decision because there's, there's so many options out there, right? And you're, you're trying to project you know, a couple of years into the future, maybe even further, and it's you know, what's, what's the right choice, you know? Yeah, we're currently with with regard to venture capital funding that we're going through one of the biggest peaks in terms of venture capital 
funding for new technology companies. So it's it's an exciting time in terms of what's what's available or becoming available. But as a, an operator, an end user, if you will, it's a yeah. daunting task to sort through all of these different uh, options, if you will. A lot of decisions, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, you know, we, we talk about technology and automation, innovations and things of that nature, but, you know, those types of technologies and the innovations really come from finding problems and, and trying to create solutions to address those problems. So as a 3PL, obviously you probably have multiple clients that you work with and you, and you see all different kinds of challenges that those clients are going through and you, and you help them try and get through those. So I'm curious, what are your clients' biggest pain points today and how are you trying to address those with technology solutions? You know, we talk with all of our customers and work with them quite closely regarding our focus on operational excellence. And I would say that even before COVID hit, the biggest challenge for our customers and the logistics industry as a whole is labor, Mm. the cost and availability of labor, bar none. So trying to identify ways to mitigate the impact of the the cost and availability of, of labor, um, is something that we we work with our customers extensively on currently. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly been a huge challenge. I talked about it on the podcast a couple of times, the labor challenges and, you know, being a warehouse manager myself. I've I've dealt with it firsthand, um, still dealing with it day to day. It's incredibly difficult. You know, not only is it difficult to get people to try and come to work in the past year and a half but it's difficult to be competitive as well against all the other companies in the area that are also looking for the same type of associates yeah you've got dramatic e-commerce growth based on what was a very strong economy and then with covid e-commerce has has grown dramatically Mm -hmm. so you're looking at you know how can you increase current productivity how can you reduce labor dependency because of the market and also how do you accommodate these large fluctuations in demand so that's all going to be taken into account as you look at opportunities to re-engineer operations and look at the thoughtful application of technology. Yeah, without a doubt. So, so now how, how are those technologies kind of addressing the challenges and and what technologies really stand out to you that are addressing those challenges kind of head on? One of the areas of heavy focus for us was autonomous mobile robots. And so we became began, if you will, an assessment of of the AMR market about 18 to 20 months ago and went through a full uh, RFP and ended up uh, partnering with Locus Robotics on a deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we did an initial Im- implementation with a healthcare apparel uh, customer okay. and, um, and we're very thrilled with the performance. You know, initially, we were looking at, at how much productivity gains and how much labor reduction there might be involved with with the initial deployment. But what happened unexpectedly was because of COVID and, and this was a healthcare-oriented customer, the volumes grew exponentially. Okay. We ended up with, from, from planning to actual volumes, there was a 30 to 40% swings in terms of plan to actual. Mm. And by the end of the year, we ended up with almost a 3x increase in annual volume. And what was what was interesting aside from the volumetric changes is that we were able to accommodate those with the same staffing, mm. albeit we were using the, the mobile robots, the Locus AMR platform. So for us, it was a, a huge home run in terms of being able to 
handle a very challenging uh, growth with a customer yeah. and being able to deploy new technology very quickly, you know, standing up our first site and first AMR operation and in the three to four month time frame and able to, to satisfy our customer and better yet their customers. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that, you know, you, you mentioned the healthcare client in there as well as you, you know, trying to address some of the challenges and then the challenges just kind of exploded, right? Because of the just demand kind of went through the roof. And I think, you know, a lot of industries experience that it's, it's pretty, pretty incredible when you think about, I think initially the, the pandemic, how there was kind of this sense that like, Everything is going to go crazy, but in a totally negative way. But for a lot of industries, it kind of boomed in a sense, especially e-commerce and online and distribution. So it's pretty incredible. So so I, I'm curious on the Locus, you know, robotics. We've had them on, on the show a couple of times. I've used them myself through demos. I'm curious why, what initially, I guess, led you guys to, to Locus and, and how did you determine that that was going to be the, the solution to go with? We, we looked at a, a number of, of folks in the, in the market and what, what got us was, was the quick payback and the fact that the Locust platform had a degree of optimization more than just transportation, but they were doing optimization of, of orders to help with that productivity improvement. So those were the driving factors in, in something that, that we thought was quite helpful is that we, we realized that this was indeed a, a labor augmentation with technology. We're, we're very happy to have our associates and, and you know, f- for our business, it's, it's how do we s- continue to scale with the growth in e-commerce and help our customers scale with the growth of e-commerce. So we saw that, that by adding autonomous mobile robots, we were able to augment our workforce and, and enhance their productivity considerably. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Locus is certainly, I mean, it's an incredible piece of technology, I think, in not only in the, the complexity, I guess, as you mentioned, in the route optimization, but also in the, I guess, just sheer simplicity of operating it and being able to use it. So I'm curious from a, from an implementation perspective, how how was the implementation? And, you know, obviously, I think, Sometimes in our industry, implementation is can be a scary word in a sense um, because there can be some disruption going on. But how how did the implementation process go with uh, Lucas? We'll be back after a quick break. You hear a lot about supply chains these days because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. went very well. Saddle Creek as an organization has a heavy focus on uh, project management uh, discipline. And we found that by working with Locus that they were equally focused on project management best practices. So it was a, a tight project team that was able to deliver the technology platform for our sites. And I think more importantly that the associates really uh, 
accepted the technology. We spent time before the implementation to talk to them about, you know, what we were trying to do in terms of help to, to better uh, scale given the labor challenges and the workforce and that we were going to look for opportunities to leverage technology. And once they were introduced to the uh, Locus AMRs, they found that they're relatively easy to use instead of taking uh, weeks to get up to productivity like they would with other technologies. This typically took hours or days. Um, The iPads on the AMRs also are multi-language, so... Mm -hmm. A lot of people in, in warehousing have English as a second language. It was nice to be able to have people um, be able to interact with the AMRs based on the, the language that they understood best. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the back end of the project, as we started up, we had associates say, hey, this is the way I want to pick. This is this is easier for me. I don't have to push carts around. I don't have to mm-hmm. walk around holding mobile devices. This is much easier for me. It's more enjoyable. So saw a lot of buy-in from the associates relatively early on, which was fantastic with a change of, of this type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to hear. I, I think that, you know, certainly I think the perception and kind of the the thinking around robotics is has changed a little bit i know you know a couple of years ago it was like oh my god robots are gonna steal my job and things of that nature but you know locus is the perfect example of a that collaborative robot that's really helping employees do their job better and i think you're you're kind of uh giving a testament to that there with the reaction of the employees but i'm curious you know, when you initially told the employees that oh, we're going to bring like robots in the building, was there any any skepticism or any kind of like, oh, what does this mean for my my job? No, I think we we were very transparent from the planning forward, so we kept them involved in the, the process to allay any fears or concerns that they might have. So, you know, certainly none of them had worked with the technology before, but once they were able to, to see the the AMRs delivered and, and see them start driving around. It, it, it really created a lot of curiosity. And once they got the chance to work with them, especially since it's got an iPad interface, it felt uh, very familiar, I believe, to a lot of the associates uh, yeah. having a, a consumer type device, if you will, as an interface. And, you know, the people really have, have grown to enjoy it. And, and we, we've done some successive implementations since that first healthcare implementation. Okay, interesting. So, so have you expanded beyond the healthcare implementation to bring Locus bots to other locations? Yeah, we, we did a multi-customer implementation with Locus again. We were very mm-hmm. successful in the fact that we were able to keep a very tight project implementation timeline and were able to start our customer accounts up without any ill effect. Very similar to the first project, it was interesting that the associates for our second implementation had seen the first implementation and were were very very excited to be the the next group to to be able to use robots as a picking platform so it was uh, palpable <laughs> to, to see the, the the excitement and enthusiasm yeah. which which was really great to see definitely yeah very cool stuff so so we talked a little bit about the locus and you guys bringing these amrs in but i'm curious you know what what other technologies, aside from the robotics types of things, what, what other technologies is Saddle Creek really exploring right now or bringing into play? 
in the near term, you know, aside from mobile robotics, we're, we're, we've got to focus on, on picking robotics. We've got more than five years experience using industrial robotics within our business to support okay. customers. But there's a, a lot of advancements with artificial intelligence and machine vision and deep mm. learning, picking and packing things in uh, unstructured environments. So that's an area that we've got interest in in terms of other potential areas of exploration wearable technology there's there's more and more hands-free devices available out in the market right. um, goods to person technology is an area of material handling technology that's taken off in the past uh, 12 to 18 months as well so we're trying to sort through these opportunities in terms of looking at the maturity of the technology, can they deliver value today or in the very near term, or do they need perhaps a bit more time to incubate? And you know, that could be six months, it could be twelve mm. months. Which I'm finding six months is a long time for a lot of these startups yeah. in terms of in order to build and enhance their capabilities. But you know, perhaps in the the longer term, looking at guided or uh, autonomous vehicles, uh, certainly augmented reality is there's a tremendous amount of development in that space as well. Mm. So we're just trying to, to continue through our, our current robotics focus and, and uh, work with uh, wearable tech at this time as some of these other emerging technologies sort themselves out. Mm, very interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's certainly a ton of different technologies coming into the space, as we kind of talked about earlier. But it's, it's pretty incredible. And, and I love that you said that you know, six months is not that long. For some of these companies, they're just innovating and, and like continuously improving their product like like crazy. It's pretty it's pretty remarkable what, what's happening. And I you know I think I think back to when I first kind of got in the industry like ten years ago, and you know there was not much of this like high tech stuff going on. It's become very very cool in a sense to see all these things happening and and how quickly they're happening is is pretty incredible. It's it's been fascinating to have companies give us capabilities presentations and find out that they're sort of in, in stealth mode or in a skunk works. They've really not put anything out to a customer yet. And we was like, well, you know, it's, it's very interesting what you're doing, but you know, we'll check back in on you, you know, later, you know, and in six or nine months later, we, we get a hold of some of these startups and it's amazing what they've been able to do. Um, so we're we're finding that we're we're frequently having to remember the folks that we've talked to, see who see who we want to follow back up with. It's got a compelling use case. Look at their funding. You know, I think that we're we're not looking for technology for technology's sake by any means. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we don't look at a technology as a silver bullet, but we do want to look for those use cases in in which that will have. Um, impact to operational efficiency and reduced operating cost but that's a that's a that's a work in process uh, given mm-hmm. the the way the market is today just so many options out there yeah without a doubt so i'm curious did the like the pandemic i know a lot of people the pandemic kind of accelerated a lot of their plans so for saddle creek did that kind of change the way you guys started to look at technology and innovation did it accelerate any of your plans at all no before covid happened you know we were going through some unprecedented growth much like our customers and we're we're working through our strategy to look at you know what partners and technologies we might need within our business so once covid hit it it accelerated things a bit but was very much in line with with the strategies that we were developing 
I, I would say that you know, based on our lean culture, it's, it's part of our DNA. We're always looking at ways to add value to our customers. So the the fact that the, there's so many technology options out there is is helpful. But you know, I think from a, a strategy perspective, very much the the CI focus of our company and in the needs of our customers very much was aligned with our our needing to to look closer at some of these new options in the market Hmm. very interesting yeah yeah definitely curious about that and so now uh, before we wrap up i'm curious you know from a a 3pl perspective um usually when i talk to people from 3pls i kind of ask about this but you know from your perspective and put a little spin on this i guess but when retailers or brands are, are looking to kind of expand their distribution footprint or, or really growth, you know, they tend to look to third-party partners. But, you know, how much should they weigh technology that the 3PL is using in that decision? Do you think that is like a, a critical thing at this point? I think that the technology capability is certainly one factor in a, in a partner decision. And I think that in, in terms of our engagements with our customers, that we've always started with a data-centric approach, mm-hmm. and that we've we've always focused on what what does the business require, how do we uh, satisfy our customers' needs and delight their customers as well from a lean perspective. So, I think that it's important when retailers and manufacturers work with 3PLs, that they partner with someone that is uh, experienced with mm. current and emerging technologies and is is doing the appropriate due diligence, especially given the way the market is today. Interesting perspective, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting to see, and I think, you know, you got to look at kind of 3PL not being afraid to, to do those innovative things like you guys are doing to help fulfill the customer's needs and, and make sure that their clients are satisfied and that the clients, clients' customers are satisfied. So in the end, I think it's really a great thing that you guys are doing and, and you know, being able to look at innovation and then, you know, take take chances on it and and make those calculated decisions to be able to plan for, for the future growth of your business is, is really a smart thing. It sounds like you guys are going a smart way about it. So I really appreciate hearing about it. So Tony, why don't you tell us how people can find out more information about Saddle Creek Logistics? If you want to learn more about Saddle Creek Logistics, look at us at www.sclogistics.com. Okay, great. And we'll put that link at the newwarehouse.com as well so people can easily find it. So, Tony, I thank you so much for coming on the show today and hope to hear about some further innovations that Saddle Creek is exploring in the future. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.